Welcome back to another episode of The Scorer's Table. I'm William Robbins, joined, as always, by Julian McKay. What is good, everybody? Ooh, I was feeling under the weather today. I told my man, Will, we might have to postpone our emergency pod, but you know what? Yeah, this is an emergency I, one right here. I keep getting these Bleacher Report alerts. You know, I got some elderberry <laughs> syrup in my system. I've got fluids in my system. Well, uh, it sounds a bit weird, but you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it, bro. I'm ready. Yeah, this is, uh, I was, I did not, I did not um, anticipate recording a podcast today. Uh, it's a Saturday. We don't usually record on a weekend. But, but yeah, this um, Kawhi Leonard is now a Clipper. Paul George is a Clipper. That's 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 enough right there for a pod. Yeah. I, yeah. So this news broke at about three a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which you know, considering it's a West Coast news story, midnight isn't too bad. But you know, three a.m. here, I for some reason was awake when this broke. Yeah. Um, and it was crazy because you because you just woke up this morning and probably had about 20 texts from me oh yeah of course of course it's a fantastic way to wake up honestly that's the <laughs> way it was with Kawhi and demar Derozan back in the day oh, you know that God. was a great subway ride to work going through all those you know did I'm you gonna, uh did you I, wake up grace no she was she was already awake too she was in the shower <laughs> um but it was funny because i was like i was like like in the time you just took a shower, Kawhi Leonard is now a Clipper and Paul George is now a Clipper, and she's like, <laughs> "Wow, okay." <laughs> um, so these were these were these were a few of my uh, my texts to you at around three a.m. All right. Uh, emergency pod tomorrow, dude. When you wake up, you are gonna be fucking shook. Holy defense, Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi, Harold. This is gonna be crazy. Uh. <laughs> Just, just it was a lot of stuff like that in all caps. <laughs> I was a fan of the Doc Rivers, Jerry West, and my man Lawrence Frank. Let's oh do my god! <laughs> I, it's funny. It's funny because as you know, the Nets have been my second favorite team for a while. But now that Kyrie is there, I need to have a new second favorite team. You've it's gotta, gotta, be... gotta put it on hold. You gotta put your Nets fandom on hold. Yeah, as long as Kyrie's there, <laughs> I can't support it. But I. I, I, you know, I have love for Doc. He won the Celtics a championship. You know, I got love for Lawrence Frank. He's he was part of the Celtics too. So I'm very happy that uh, it's the Clippers. Yeah, me too. Of course, I'm I'm so happy just because you know even if Kawhi went back to Toronto, I think that that I, I don't I wouldn't really want to see Kawhi another year in Toronto just because I think that if oh, you get the opportunity to go off on a great high note, um, do it. I th- I think there's so many ven- there's so much vengeance among fans nowadays and I'm I'm one of those sometimes. Um so I think that Kawhi got out while he could and made the right decision. But more than that, I'm just happy he didn't go to the Lakers. I'm just ecstatic he did not go to the yeah, Lakers. That's I really all I, have to say. I really thought it was. And honestly, this Kawhi Leonard, uh, everything about this, people had pe- sources were wrong. No one had any idea what was happening. Mhm. You see and, Steve this morning he was like, "Oh yeah." No, <laughs> I didn't. Leonard, we knew he was going to the Clippers all along. No, we, we knew it. <laughs> okay, but but here's here's what I found interesting. This this was a report from uh, from Chris Carter, who I can't remember where he works now. Um, what's that? That's a football player. No, no, I think he's like a. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the dude. He's on FS1 now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's he's been one of the only people that's been kind of right with Kawhi. 
Mm. Um, he was he was the one that was that was putting out reports like Kawhi's camp will not be making a decision within the next few days. Enjoy your Fourth of July. Like he was the one putting out those kind of reports. So he's been like pretty on top of it. Uncle Dennis is just yeah. just sliding in his DMs real quick. <laughs> but this is what I found interesting. What besides the fact that Kawhi felt uneasy about joining a super team, mm-hmm. he didn't like that so much stuff leaked from his conversation with Magic. Mm, and that was a huge deterrent for him from joining the Lakers. That's that's that right there makes me very happy. Bad yep. organizations should not win in this league. I'm sorry. If you screw up as a front office, I do not think that you deserve to win in this league. Here's the thing. I'm not rooting against LeBron this year. No. I hope LeBron gets another championship. I hope he does, even though I'm not really... I'm not rooting for him, really, but if LeBron wins another championship this year, fantastic. Great. Yeah, of course. But the Lakers' incompetence should not be rewarded in, this, in free agency with another super team. So I'm very happy that Magic shit the bed. Yeah, and it's, it's funny. It's, what we've learned from this postseason, if you had told me like before this postseason, and even you as a Nets fan, I'm sure you'd agree, mm-hmm. if I said that Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving— Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are all going to end up in L.A. and New York. We'd probably assume Lakers next. You missed DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> big three right there. Anyway, oh God, it's pretty. <laughs> um, you also uh, miss Jared Dudley. The disrespect, but put some respect on Jared Dudley's name. Anyway, but yeah, I but it's, I completely agree. It's been an what, incredible offseason. Incredible. What this, what this has shown is that players really notice the stuff that goes on in their in teams front offices and they notice the antics that go on and uh-huh. they and they value stability just as much as I think one of the things that's, that's become kind of overblown is that you know players are humans too <laughs> uh-huh. and would you rather work for a stable company or an unstable company and I think that gets overlooked in sports not just not just basketball and obviously I thought that Kawhi Leonard was going to be going to the Lakers. So I'm not I'm not trying to do like a moral high ground thing here. But I think everyone including me underestimated how much people value stableness and security. 100% and this actually ties back into um my thoughts about the player empowerment era because here's I was I'm all for player empowerment. I stopped watching the NFL cuz my man Colin Kaepernick and I thought Le'Veon Bell actually made the right move. Uh, I highly disagree with that. I know you highly. I'm Le'Veon's my guy. I'm I'm with him on that. Anyway, um, the player empowerment doesn't mean a damn thing if you're empowering yourself to go to a bad situation in a poorly run franchise. This is fantastic, I think, as far as players getting them to the right to the teams that deserve them because of competence, because of stability, like you said. As far as a great front office, I love, like I said earlier, that good good organizations get rewarded and i think that really ties into the player empowerment era and i hope that that that's a theme that we continue to see yeah yeah and it's it's really wild about the whole player empowerment era cuz it, it did all start with lebron mhm lebron is really the one that kickstarted the entire player empowerment or sorry player empowerment era excuse me yes um and it's funny to see it totally bite him now especially with uh he also did i mean obviously lebron has such a huge part in the anthony davis saga of the player empowerment area because 
I'm cool. You know, you want to go to L.A., you want to get out of New Orleans. And New Orleans really didn't de- deserve to keep A.D. They didn't. They didn't. No, no, they However, were AD before. was a complete dickhead about the entire thing, especially the like the "That's All Folks" shirt. Like, come yeah, on, that's, bro. that's just it's just not needed. Like, and then, that's he, just not and needed. then he was trying to pretend that like, oh, I don't pick out my clothes. It's like, I mean, who does? What are you three? <laughs> yeah, my mom picked out like turtlenecks and like bad jeans when I was three. You know, I'm not blaming her for that, but like, <laughs> bro, go some like, what, what are you talking about? At least yeah, if you're gonna lie, make it like a. A, a more convincing lie like <laughs> yeah like like literally like if you're gonna lie then just do something like hey like i spilled stuff on my clothes and this is the only shirt i had available it's just such you know, like just something like oh i don't choose my that was weird anyway <laughs> i cheated on my girlfriend and she took all my clothes she dumped gasoline on him and on them and she burned them i don't have any clothes anymore I went to Julius Randall's closet. He helped me out. What can I say? That's what he should have done. End of story. <laughs> so, so I want to talk about what this, all of this Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, everything about this means for the Clippers, the Lakers, the Raptors, and the Thunder. Because mm-hmm. those are obviously the four teams that are impacted the most. Yes. I want to start off with the Clippers. They just won the offseason, and it's not even close. Yes. Uh, it's, I... I am. I can't believe that that it worked out this well for them. Now the package they traded for Paul George was insane. It's a lot. It's the 2021 unprotected Miami pick, 2022 unprotected L- Clippers pick, 2023 Miami protected pick, uh, 2020. Or sorry, uh, 2023, pick swap. 2024, unprotected. 2025, pick swap. 2026, unprotected. Plus shade, plus SGA and Gallinari. So, on the surface, that's a huge overpay for Paul George. Yes. But, this wasn't a trade for just Paul George. This was a trade for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Because if they didn't do this, they weren't getting Kawhi. Yes. And if you're the, and if you're the Clippers in this situation... And it's 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 a it's a situation so reminiscent of the Brooklyn Nets this offseason. In the past few days, me and you have been talking about Kyrie being a locker room cancer, how bad the DeAndre Jordan concert I mean uh, contract is. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But if you have the chance to get those two guys on the same team, you do it. The Clippers had the chance not, to not, get not DeAndre, these two guys. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> if you have the maybe KD won't be 100%. Maybe he, he'll, he'll be 85% or 75% of what he was. But if you have the chance to get these two guys on the agreed, same team, agreed. you do it. Same agreed. thing with the Clippers. Do your thing, Jerry West. And honestly, I just believe in Jerry West. He's one of the greatest executives of all time, obviously. And I, I think that you're, you're doing the right thing, just putting it in his hands for this. Uh, for this. Agreed. And you, know, and you know I have to throw this in. I think my man Lawrence Frank is being totally overlooked in the situation. Of uh, course, of course. You know, considering he's the one that's actually does the trades and stuff, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, I think that this was a this was a huge package to pay for these for Paul George, and if you want to look at it, it's just this was traded for Paul George. Like I think this was a really good trade for the Thunder. They got mm-hmm. they got a they got a a, a young point guard with all star potential and SGA. They mm-hmm. got Gallinari, who they could probably flip because he just can't, he's coming off one of the best seasons of his career. He's on a he's on a pretty manageable contract, and he's expiring. Sell high on him while you can. So he's got some value, or or use him to play with Russell Westbrook because he's a good player. If you actually just want to do that, mm-hmm. and then all of the draft picks. I mean, 
the they might I, I need to count how many, but they might have more picks than the Pelicans right now. They really might, honestly, bro. They really might, and it's interesting because um, Sam Preston is almost because of the the situation he's in with such a small market. He's kind of like the the basketball version of Billy Bean. Yeah, as far as being able to, except for the Harden trade, of course, is still it's kind of a specter over uh, what his legacy as an executive has been so far. It always will be, but shit happens in the NBA. You know, everybody makes a mistake. Look at the, the Sean Mark signed Alan Crabb. Uh, traded for Alan Crabb. Anyway, um, did both. <laughs> <laughs> and and hey, by what, the way, and by the way, say, was, everybody's got to screw up sometime. I was reminded of another Sean Marks blunder that I'm going to remind you of, just because he's done really well only recently. So I need to oh throw some uh, throw some water on your parade. He also okay. signed Tyler Johnson to a huge contract. Yes, but Tyler Johnson looked really good like the season before. I can't lie, I was on the Tyler Johnson bandwagon for like million? a little bit. Everybody thought the salary cap was going up. I know, I know, I know. I just had to throw a little bit of water on that. Pr- anyway, yeah. he's been, he's honestly, that one, that one off season just, just that was bad for everyone. Show. Even Neil Olsey gave you know Turner yeah. uh, all that money. Myers Leonard, hey, but, what can but what are you gonna do? But here's what's now underrated about the Clippers, and I want to because I want to get back to the Clippers because we'll we'll go much more into the Thunder later. Um. Remember the Clippers. Speaking of Neil Neil uh, O'Shea, they have Mo Harkless on their team too. Uh-huh. And whether they choose to play him or flip him, well, that remains to be seen. But play he's a, but he's another. He I mean he's a great three and D player. He's a he's a, another great defender. I mean the the lineup of Patrick Beverly, Mo Harkless, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Montrez Harrell, might be have the highest defensive potential we've ever seen. I completely agree. I tested with, my all due, <laughs> with all due respect to Jordan Rodman Pippen. Bro, dead ass. Bro, dead ass. That's what I texted my man. That's what I texted my boy Irvin, who's a lifelong Clippers fan, who this should be the holiday of his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my guy right there. You know, he's, he's doing his thing in Seattle because uh, he got robbed of a team way back when. But anyway, um, yeah, that's what I texted him. This, def- these, this defense with uh, Lou Will, Shamet. Zubats, uh, who uh, if there's any minimum guys they get, this team is 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 just fantastic. You can have a lockdown defender, at least one lockdown defender. Actually, it's probably at least three lockdown defenders on the court, no matter what. Especially in a playoff series, that's huge. That is monstrous, right plus, there. Plus they have plus they have Lou Will coming off the bench, and as we know about Lou Will. That dude has, I mean, that, that's, that's basically another all-star coming off your bench. Yep, exactly. And I just, he, I mean, he's, he's going to be huge for them. I think the Clippers right now are the favorites to win the title. I agree. Um, and remember, there's a, there's a ton more guys that are available right now. And I believe the Clippers have bird rights on Jamichael Green too, so I think oh. they could go into the cap to or over the cap to sign him. If I'm right, don't oh. don't don't quote me on that one. Don't quote me on that one, but I think they do. So that would be a huge get if they could do oh something like that. Oh my god, that would be incredible. That would be incredible. They get my man Jamichael. Oh, that is crazy. You know who's but, actually kind of a weirdly cool fit for the for the Clippers? Who's that? I was thinking if they could use another wing that could almost play small ball center off the bench. Rondé? I don't I wouldn't hate Rondé. I would not 
I hate Rondé on this team. If you yeah, really why not? Sh- you could do worse as a 10th man. Shit. Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, now, they did throw a lot of money at Zubac. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't particularly like that contract. Four years is a lot of is a long time, and twenty eight mil is a. I mean, it depends on what you think he can become. If he becomes like a consistent starting caliber center, then that's fine. But I'm not, I'm not sure that he can yet. I'm not sold uh, on Zubac, but I don't know if there was a better option available. Yeah, so I probably would have stuck to more of a three year deal. But still, I mean, the Clippers, <laughs> the the Clippers now. They they they've got to be the favorites. They've got to be, they have to be. I mean, Kawhi Kawhi right now is the best player in the league, uh-huh. and Paul George was third in MVP voting last year. Uh-huh. And George's health is such a whole X factor in this um, yeah. in, in this uh, situation. As far as if he can get to the guy that he was before he got hurt, I forget what was it shoulder or whatever yeah. it was yep. last year. If he can get to that guy. Watch out. That's all I got to say. My man Shement, another year of him. Yeah, um, about they got Rodney Magruder, too, yep. um, who I'm more of a fan of than you. I know that. I'm honestly not sure why I'm a huge fan, why I'm a fan of uh, Rodney Magruder, but yep. <laughs> you might as well. You, you can find worse ninth, tenth men on, uh, in, the, in the league. So, yeah, I, the Clippers have such a bright future. Shouts out to my man Irvin once again. Yeah, so, so the Clippers absolutely won this. Um, their team is going to be – incredible uh they have guys that can guard any position i think they need a little more depth at center maybe they yes. can and and here, here's a here's a few names i wonder if aaron baines gets bought out from the, from phoenix i would like that as a backup big for them um uh, i really like that of course james jones is you know he, james jones like we said last podcast he's the basketball philanthropist he gives he gifts is. he is he's Why a not? giver he just he's gave Kyle Corver to somebody now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and well, another name, another name is maybe Iguodala gets bought out, and I think that he, if Iguodala gets bought out, then there's going to be a bidding war between the Clippers and the Lakers for him. Uh-huh, definitely. Uh, Iggy, I think you got to go to the Clippers, bro. Seriously, I I think that he should. I think that he should. It's just a better situation right now. It just is. Go for stability instead of the you know, the, the nice jerseys. That's yeah. So. So I mean, yes, I think we've pretty much covered everything about the Clippers here. I mean, they need they need some center depth, but uh, but their team is going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Next, Lakers, because Kawhi not going there is not great for him. No, it is not. This holds a, this throws a whole wrench into their off season. Um, just because you know they really kind of did put all their eggs in the Kawhi basket, and if they there's did. a chance that that guy is coming. To your team, I can't really blame them for that. No, but, not at all. Um, they essentially just got stonewalled out of. That's definitely not the right How word. How mad? They, they got help from the other free agents now. They have nobody else to sign, and that's what we're well, seeing today. It's a massacre. Well, well, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, disagree with that in a, in a in a minute. I don't think it's huh? that bad. Um, it's but not that bad. How, but mad, it, but it how mad? How mad is Anthony Davis right now? That he gave up four million dollars in his trade kicker, so they could then give it to Caldwell Pope. We'll be fine. You know, LeBron is giving him that money. I know. I know. You know, Anthony Davis going to get handed a suitcase in a parking garage somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in Irvine, California. He's going to be all set. There's no, actually, not going to be a problem about that. Actually, before I even before I even fully get into uh, before I even fully get into the Lakers, I want to ask you one quick question about Kawhi. Okay. Because a lot of people were really mad about how about how long it took him to decide on a team and how it was hurting other teams by how long it was taking. 
Were you mad about that? No, because it's, I think that's other people being, being more selfish. I'm not going to ask a man to decide what he's going to do in the next chapter of his uh, professional career just to do it quicker just because I want, want him to or Agreed. just because other teams want him to. I think that's, that's just irrational. Take time Agreed. with your decision. You should. You should talk to your family. You should do some soul searching. You should, I don't know, go, go on a hike. Collect your thoughts, you know, something I, like that. I agree. He's he he had earned the right to take as much time as he wants. It's not like this was Kyle Korver deciding deciding where he was going to want to play. This was Kawhi Leonard. Of course, this is this is the player empowerment era. If you have a problem with that, I think that you should say, you should also say you don't ha- you have you have a problem with the player empowerment era. Yeah. yeah, and I thought, and I actually thought that people like Kemba Walker, Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie Irving, I. Th- almost would be more upset that they decided so quickly than Kawhi took long, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, this is your free agency. This is where you're spending the end of your prime. This is what is, like, the most, I want to say most important chapter of your career, but, like, these guys have all won championships, so I guess not. But, like, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, this, this is the end of your prime. This is the last chance you're going to have to play high-level basketball. Where do you want to go? Um... And that's why I was so surprised to see people like Kemba Walker and Kyrie Irving agreeing to deals before free agency even starts, you know? Yeah. Uh, but- Honestly, though, it doesn't really surprise me that much, just because some people who have waited for deals have struck out at the end of free agency. Like, actually, we'll get to him, we'll get to him a bit uh, later, but KCP is one of those people, I think. You know, there's, uh, there, are, there are examples of guys waiting too long and getting screwed in the process, so I can't really blame those guys that much for going early. But like you said, I would rather well, later than more early. than made up for it. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so let's talk about the Lakers. I think that for all of the all the shit that I have given them, and I have given them a lot of shit, as you know. Uh-huh. I think that Palinka totally messed up the Anthony Davis trade. I think that he completely overpaid. Um, they, I think that they were way too confident in Kawhi, and it sounds like their confidence in getting Kawhi is what turned him off, mm-hmm. which is not good. I agree with that. And and everything else, like about that. Uh, that being said, mm-hmm. he's had a few signings here I like. I agree, though. I agree with I that. Think I think that getting Rondo and DeMarcus Cousins for minimum contracts is a steal. That is nice. I don't, I wouldn't particularly want either of those guys on my own team, but these are guys that are capable of playing in the playoffs and you're getting them for minimum contracts. That's a steal. Yes. I think that, I think that Quinn Cook, uh, for a, I believe it's a two year, $6 million deal. I believe oh, that's got, a, got that? Quinn Cook. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice contract. I, think, I like that. I think that that's a good contract, too. That's a nice contract. I think that uh, I, th- I like them getting Danny Green. I think that they overpaid him a lot. I think that this contract is up there in the... Uh, it's not as bad as DeAndre Jordan, but it's like in that kind of level of like... Uh, did they watch him play a game last year? Um, DeAndre, like we've said, is, is a different situation because of the tax. About, but I know, I know, we're Green's talking about deal just is, a player to the contract. Green's deal is, yeah, DeAndre's contract is really bad, but Green's deal is 
Green's deal isn't as bad. Green's deal isn't bad because I think, you know, Green can still be a productive player, but he looked washed a lot last year, and that's a big problem. I mean, we saw saw him in the playoffs. He's certainly a guy that's capable of playing in an NBA Finals game. Uh He's got got the IQ. He's got the experience. He knows what to – he knows – like where to be and what to do, and he knows what he can and can't do, and that's huge, especially in the playoffs. Um, especially with younger guys, you see a lot of guys trying to do too much. He's not going to be that kind of person. But fifteen million dollars a year for someone that I thought was going to be more of a five million dollar guy uh-huh. is a lot. That's a it's 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 a it's it's an overpay. It's a big overpay, but as a basketball it, as a basketball fit, I give the signing an A plus. Yes, but for a contract, I give it a D. I'd give it an A minus because Green hasn't wasn't as great uh, as far as shooting threes and floor spacing as we were accustomed to this past year. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. It's a good basketball fit, rough contract. Yeah, and and then KCP signed a two year, eighteen million. Yeah, but if you're which, the Lakers, you know you have really, with LeBron at the age he's at, you realistically have a nice two year window. I think, and Green fits along with that window. Yes. So yeah, what yes. what you were saying? Yeah, and and KCP got way overpaid, but again, that's that 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 kind of feels like the clutch sports tax. Oh, of course, KCP should buy Rich Paul a house. He should be his butler for a year. When Rich Paul gets up in the morning, he doesn't need to be KCP, his butler. The amount the amount of commission the amount of commission that Rich Paul probably makes on KCP, I guarantee Rich Paul was like, look, I'm going to get you $8 million a year this year, but I'm taking 40% commission. And that's still more money than you would have made in the open market. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. You definitively tell me that's not how it's going. I, I, I no, I would. Or the I, I would, KCP's contract to fund Space Jam. <laughs> There's got to be something going on there. I do not. I don't, I don't, I mean, but by the time that KCP is done with this contract, he'll have made something like $57 million for four years on the Lakers. It's, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen, actually. This is unlike anything I've ever seen. Because he was KCP, what the fuck? I, I just, yeah, it's, it's obscene how much money they've, they've given him. But still, still, he's a guy, he, he, I'm not sure I'd want him playing in a playoff game, but he's certainly a good regular season guy. I don't want him playing more minutes than Jared Dudley or Troy Daniels. I'm going to be honest. No, no. But the Lakers still have a few open spots left. Uh, I love – oh, another signing I love. I forgot about this one. Troy Daniels, minimum contract. Fantastic. A Fantastic. plus contract. Oh, wait. I think, I think we mentioned that in the last podcast. Yeah. But still, still. Um, Just, so they've, had a, they've had a few good signings, and I want to make it clear that I, I have liked a few of them. I just the – Danny, the Danny Green and KCP are a lot of money – and the funniest part about everything here is that Frank Vogel's the coach. I, I, I don't know what to say about that. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, Frank Vogel is technically the coach. He's coaching apostrophe, air quotes. That's what he is. We all I mean, know that because we saw LeBron talking to Jason Kidd, chopping it up with him in the tunnel at Summer League last night. So, I mean, Frank I mean, Vogel, Frank Vogel I, think, I think Frank Vogel is a good head coach. Uh-huh. I just, like, I, like... I, I'm saying this, and I want to try to remember this as as the season goes on. I am not blaming Frank Vogel for when he gets fired from this team. Not at all. Not it's just at he's, all. he's going into a situation where he's already not the wanted guy. Uh-huh. Um, but what I found what I found interesting with some of the uh, 
some of the contracts that have been giving at, given out is a lot of players seem to be signing one-year deals knowing that next year is going to be a lot of available money because money. it's a very weak free agency and there is a lot of teams with money. People like DeMarcus Cousins, Isaiah Thomas, and it's Cantor, Rondo. These are guys signing one-year deals who, and then will probably get overpaid next summer. I agree with that. A lot of money's coming off the books, including uh, in Miami, um, now in Portland, actually, I believe, um, and also in Charlotte. A lot of money is coming off the books, so those guys are definitely going to get some money. I think Charlotte will still be over the cap even even, even with guys coming out. I think, I think MKG and Zeller are gone. So yeah, but then they're paying Rozier $20 million, so. <laughs> Of course, it's perfect. Have, it's have perfect. I mentioned that's still the worst contract of free agency? Oh, easily. You need to get all your DeAndre hate. Maybe, maybe even NBA history. <laughs> no, not that bad. Not that bad. Not that. But you know what I mean. It's bad. Yes. yes. So, so the Lakers have been filling out their roster okay. Oh, they brought back JaVale McGee, too, I think, for like $4 million a year. JaVale was actually pretty decent last year. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, but, just, now, just, but now... If you're, if you're yeah. the Lakers, just tell JaVale to just, just go by the rim, stick your arms up. That's all you have to do. Get some rebounds. Just yep. stick your arms up and try not to foul that many people. Same thing with Troy Daniels. Just stay in the corner. Troy Daniels, that's your corner. I want you to just to stay there. Just stay there. The entire position. Nobody cares. You can make 40% of your threes. Just shoot the ball if you're open and it's past you. Simple as yeah. that. And I like, I, I, I like those signings even more if that's what those guys do. Now, here's, now this, is, this is breaking news as we speak. Here's Because I thought that Marcus Morris was going to be going to the, to the Lakers. Um, someone tweeted at him and said, Marcus Morris, are you going to be going to the uh, Lakers? And he responded, hell no. <laughs> so. Where does he think he's going to go? Mavericks? Uh, Mavericks have kind of whittled away a lot of their cap space on kind of just weird contracts. I think they have the most cap space available. Seriously? Uh, but, but some other guy, another guy that I like that's still available, um, hey, Lakers, are you listening, is Justin Holiday. Uh-huh. Another guy that I like that's also available, hey, Lakers and Philly, are you listening, Avery Bradley. That's a great contract. I mean, I, not, not a contract, but that's a great pickup, I think, for somebody as far as somebody who can guard point guards. It's especially big for Philly. It's huge. It's huge for Philly, I think. They they need somebody who can guard yeah, a point guard, and they do not have that. They need him a little bit more than the Lakers. Here's the problem. No, here's the problem with the Lakers. You think so? This this is the Lakers' current guard rotation: Rondo, KCP, Troy Daniels, and uh, um, who's who, who? am I forgetting here? Troy Daniels and the Lakers' current guard. Rotation? Oh oh oh, and Quinn Cook. Yes. Yeah, so that's not a very good guard rotation, especially defensively. I agree with that. And especially Actually, this, uh, I mean, this at- just in, um, uh, Morris is definitely not going to the Dal- to Dallas, I think, because they just uh, re-signed Dorian Finney-Smith for yeah. three years, twelve. Yeah, but they can they can do that uh, they can do that late and uh, True. and then go into over the cap for him if they want. Yeah, well, back to what you were saying though. Um, so yeah, it's. What was I saying? Man, saying the guard are, rotation. The guard yeah, the rotation. Guard, my guard fault, rotation. Yeah, the guard yeah, rotation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they have, they have, especially going through the West. You look at the teams that they're going to have to go through. They're going to have to, they're going to have to have someone to guard Lou Williams. They're going to have someone to guard Damian Lillard. 
uh, Russell Westbrook, should he still be on the uh, on the Thunder, as we'll get to next? Uh, James Harden, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, every Jamal team. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, even. Oh, um, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell. D'Angelo. D'Angelo Russell, yeah. Every team in the West has got elite guards, and they have no one to guard them. Mm-hmm. Especially because right now, the Lakers' best players don't really fit together. Yes. Uh, and, like, I don't know if they're going to be playing LeBron at the two, or, like, are they going to be starting Cousins, bringing him off the bench? Like, if they're starting him, does that mean that their lineup is LeBron, Kuzma at the three? I, it's just... Can we start? They should start Troy Daniels. Honestly, I would rather I mean, start Troy Daniels than Kuzma. Oh, I, I mean, I, I think they should be bringing. Uh, I think what their starting lineup should be is Rondo, Troy Daniels, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and uh, Kuzma. I think that Cousins should be coming off the bench. Ooh, Kuzma at center? No, sorry, Anthony Davis at center. I just meant Kuzma. Okay, good. Because Kuzma got lit up playing yeah, small ball center this year. <laughs> he, was, he was not great at center this year. I'm sorry, I just meant he was in the starting lineup. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. Or, or even start McGee. Yes, and I, I'm not mad about that, especially in the beginning of games as far as getting the tip. Yeah. Getting maybe some quick early energy. Who knows? But we'll see. We'll see how Cousins is this year. And depending on how Cousins this year is very telling to how Durant could potentially be. Next year. Yes, I agree with that. So, for you, you should be rooting for him to be good. Um, <laughs> I'm never hating on Boogie. No, I'm no. Really, I'm not a Boogie fan completely, but, you know, I, I, I fuck with Boogie. I hope he does yeah, well. Yeah. So, let's talk about the Thunder now. Because at, at 3 a.m. when all this news was breaking, I saw Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers. And I was like, wow, that's that's awesome. But immediately my second thought was... Who's the other guy that they're getting? Because I figured that he, that he wouldn't be going there alone. Mm-hmm. So I started to think of like guys that he could be getting. And I was going through names in my head like, okay, maybe maybe CJ McCollum? Uh. Like or, or Bradley Beal? Like, I don't know how they were gonna pull these trades off, but I'm just like guys that could potentially I had no idea Paul George was available. But it sounds like he wasn't because he requested a trade. But I had I had no idea that um, that this was even an option. Not at all. Not at all. I always assumed that it would be Jimmy Butler, but when he signed with the Heat, yeah. I, thought I thought it was, it was actually be a death sentence for the Clippers. I thought it was going to be Horford. Ooh, but oh. that's, I don't know if that's a good a good enough number two option for me to go sorry. to the Clippers. I'm sorry, it wouldn't be. Well, that's fair. All right, sorry. One quick thing that I want to throw out mm-hmm. because I totally forgot about this when we were talking about the Lakers. In terms of on the uh, on the Lakers, back in what year was this? 2017-18, the two thousand the uh, New Orleans Pelicans had on their roster Quinn Cook, Demarcus Cousins, Rajon Rondo, and Anthony Davis. And these uh, were all guys that ranked te- uh, it's like top ten on their team in terms of minutes per game. Wow. I completely forgot about that. God damn, I completely forgot about that. That feels Rand, like a decade. Random, but I like, just remember that. <laughs> bro, that feels like a lifetime ago, deadass. That feels like a lifetime ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry. So, so back, back to the Thunder. Um, the, the trade that they got for Paul George is incredible. 
And this is here, one. Okay, so I heard a breakdown of the Paul George trade that I'm going to try to recite here off the top of my head because I thought it was hysterical, and I know you're going to like this. All right. <laughs> several years ago, several years ago, they traded Serge Ibaka to the Magic for Oladipo and Sabonis. Yes. Then they traded Sabonis and Oladipo for Paul George. Yes. Then they traded Paul George and Sabonis. I'm sorry, sorry. Then they traded Paul George to the Clippers for SGA, Gallinari, five picks, and two swaps. So essentially, they traded Serge Ibaka for five picks, two swaps, SGA, and Gallo. (laughs) No other pieces were involved in any of those trades. Shouts out to Rob Hennigan, man. God damn. <laughs> That's all I got to say to that. The point of all that is, yeah, it sucks, like, losing this stuff, but not bad. Overall, it's a win. It's a win. And if there's – I don't know if there's five GMs in the league that I would rather rebuild my franchise than Sam Presti. No, of Just saying not. that. And, you know, I think the Thunder are in great hands right now, which gets us to the point that um, yeah. there was an alert that came out today that Westbrook – it seems to be talking about a trade with yeah. the, with a Thunder front office. Yeah, so it sucks. Like, I feel bad for the Thunder that they've lost literally, like, so many stars over the last few years. Uh, and losing Paul George obviously stings. And it sounds like they didn't want to trade him, but he, Kawhi Leonard was talking to him, and he, Paul George started pushing for a trade. And this was an option, obviously. Yeah, you you have to. I think that I, I think that Presti did the right thing by making the deal. Yeah, I think he I, I think he did. Yeah, it's not it's not like he was going out shopping Paul George. It's Paul George came to him and asked for a trade to the Clippers, and then this was and this was their best trade option. I know that they also were interested. They they talked to uh, Toronto about maybe trading Paul George and Westbrook there for a packager on Siakam. Mm-hmm. But Masai didn't want to part with that many picks. Uh, it's, it's, it, I think that's a shrewd move by Masai. I think that's a shrewd move. You keep your assets and I don't mind you it get for Siakam. You still I don't mind Siakam. it for Masai because also they would have had to have a third team to, to, to take on some salary. Yes. And there's not many teams available right now. I'm looking at you, Knicks, that have cap space available. <laughs> um, the Hawks already used their cap space on taking uh, Solomon Hill and Alan Crabb. Yep. And the Suns are too stupid to do something like that. So, you know, obviously that's kind of the, the best options right there. Yeah, so, yeah, it, they they didn't really have an option there. Plus, I'm sure Masai was also looking at it thinking, like, I could make this trade, but how do I know Kawhi will want to come play with Westbrook? Uh-huh. There was a lot of risk in it. There was a lot more risk in it from the Raptors' point of view than the uh, from the Clippers. Yes. So... Clippers parted with all those picks. I don't really consider it an overpay because they also got Kawhi out of it. But in terms of just for Paul George, it is. So in terms of the Thunder, they got a huge return. Uh-huh. And their next move now has to be looking at potential um, Steven Adams trades, Russell Westbrook trades. I think that one trade that they could try to make that I think at least is intriguing is something around Russell Westbrook to the Knicks or the magic. Uh, If you could somehow get someone like Jonathan Isaac from the magic or, or honestly, even like Aaron Gordon, 
Fuck it. Uh, why not try to get uh, Gordon, Fultz, and Bamba? Or, or just Bamba and Isaac. If I'm the Magic, if I'm John Hammond. Oh, I, you, say, you say no to that. Isaac is untouchable. I'm I keeping agree. Isaac and trying to get whatever I can and, and trying to just throw whatever I can else at, um, at the Thunder. And I think the Knicks would actually be a ter- it, w- it would be a massive mistake by the Knicks. But uh, I don't know, agree. The Knicks, I don't the agree. Knicks make massive mistakes, I think. Why do you think this isn't a massive mistake? Because I think that the Knicks seem to finally be. I, I don't, it, it's hard because the Knicks. If the Knicks can trade for Russell Westbrook, if if the Knicks can trade for Russell Westbrook without giving up RJ or Mitchell Robinson, I think you absolutely do it. I don't want RJ on the same team as Russell Westbrook. If I'm the, I don't want Russell on the same team as RJ. If I'm uh, if I'm the Knicks, is Russell just going to pull a Oladipo and tell RJ just to stand in the corner and you know no no that's you this will be you. That's totally fair, but I have my own opinions on RJ based on some of his uh, based on that first summer league game. What do you think? That, that are going to be a little tough to shake from my head. Yeah, he's got he's definitely got the raw talent. I'm not too sold on his basketball IQ. Uh-huh. And I think that his career is going to be entirely determined based on how much time he spends in the film room. I think that's a I think that's a very good uh, observation, and it's also not only the film room, but he's got to get a shot better. Oh yeah, yeah. And he also needs to go right. He's only going left. He needs to go right. Yeah, uh, he I needs think to develop that hand. I put I put R.J. Barrett already in that in that Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins, Aaron Gordon, Jeff Green camp of these guys have all the talent in the world. Can they actually put it together? I think that's that's completely fair. It makes a lot of sense. And and so the jury's still out on Tatum and Barrett to see if they can put it together. It seems like we know about the other guys. Yes. But but yeah. So I like I like Barrett a lot. But there's no, sh- I mean there there's there's no surefire. It's going to be, he's going to be a star. I think if the Knicks can get him without giving up anything of actual significance, I would at least consider it. Um, that's that's complete. But, that's completely fair. If you can get a good deal as far as only giving up Knox. Nilakina, DSJ, stuff like that. If you could possibly hold on to Mitch Robinson and Barrett to the Westbrook deal, but I think that the Knicks should Although, otherwise actually I try to not. pick a direction and rebuild slowly from the ground up. If they're not going to go all in, and they obviously struck out in the free agent market, even though now they they did stupid moves like like they you know the the Randall and the Gibson Portis whatever offseason that they just had, um, the Knicks need to pick a direction. That's that's my whole thing. Either go in with Russ with uh, Westbrook and of course, yeah, yes. Yeah, so just pick a direction. Actually, yeah. I just want to bring up real quick my sleeper team for the Russell Westbrook sweepstakes. Okay, you're free to laugh at this because okay. they have to fire the coach, and their front office is too incompetent to get this done. But a team that makes no sense but has assets, the Chicago Bulls, <laughs> the Chicago Bulls. If oh I, my god! If I didn't even think I'm about running, them. If I'm running the Bulls, is, is can I just tell Sam Presti you can have what you want that isn't marketing? You can have what what whatever you want: Colby White, Otto well, Porter, if, please, if I'm, if Hutchinson, if I'm, Valentine, Wendell Carter, if uh, I'm, Chris Dunn, Sadoransky, whoever you want that isn't marketing. If I was um. If I was Sam Presti and the Bulls offered me anyone on their team not marketing, 
I'm taking Wendell Carter and Kobe right Kobe White and I'm running. Really? I mean Do you, it. you you know that's, how I high think that's I, a deal for both teams. You know how high I am on uh Wendell Carter. Uh-huh. I th- I said this I said this last year in the draft and I kind of have to stick with it because you know it's I'm in, I'm in kind of too deep. <laughs> um I think that Wendell Carter has potential to be um like the Robert Parrish of this draft class, the like guy, that. the guy who you, you you look back on this draft class twenty five years from now, and you're like, Wendell Carter played for eighteen years, uh-huh. and I think that he's got that got the potential to be that kind of guy, and I completely see that. And I also think that he has the potential to. No, no, I'm also I totally um I th- and this and this and this will show how high I am on Jaron Jackson because uh-huh. I thought that Luca was going to be a, a uh, transformative player. I think that he's going to win MVPs and everything else. And I still think that there's a chance that Jaron Jackson might be the best player from this draft. We have you on record for that. Yeah, I've said it for Luca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. You were, you were early. You were early. I was still a little skeptical, but I agree more or less. But yeah, I, I agree. Jackson might be the best guy. But, you know, also getting back to the Bulls, they've yeah, also I got like nice – no, no, no. They've got nice throw-in assets too. Like uh, Antonio Blakeney and Shaq Harrison have actually shown something in the NBA. Uh, why not take a flyer on Denzel Valentine or, I don't know, some weird guy like that if you're the Thunder. I think that, the, that this is an underrated trade destination, and we know that uh, Chicago – and Russ, there would have to be a, something in his deal as far as, you know, I can pick the coach. I'm not playing for Jim Boylan, but, um, (laughs) you know, it's, it's a team that, you know, if, if Russ Markinen, they kept Otto Porter, Thad Young starts next year. Yeah. That's a team that makes the playoffs in the East. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Now, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a ton of potential Russell Westbrook trade places. I, I mean, I, and I've also said this on the podcast, I'm a lot, I like Westbrook a lot more than a lot of people do. Uh Um, I think that you absolutely can win a title with him. Not as your best player, but you can win a title with him. So, but will curious. he accept being the number two guy? How many players will he accept we'll being the number two guy? So that's he, my only he, thing with Westbrook. Did, I really like him he too. He did last but, year to Paul George. Yeah, but that just kind of fell apart anyway. Yeah. And the old Russ did flare up from time to time. So, so, so we will see. So the last team, last team I want to touch on here is the Raptors and what this means for them. Okay. Now, it's tough to have sympathy for a team that just won the championship. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough to feel bad for a team that just won the championship. But I feel bad for them. They did everything right. And they, yes. still, and they still didn't get him back. Yes, but I don't feel bad for the Raptors fans. No, this is why. If Kevin Durant wins the championship, not this coming year, but the next year for the Nets, and Kevin Durant, let's say this, uh, he, his, he, put, he low-key put a clause in his contract that he can opt, opt out after two years. If Kevin Durant opted out and wanted to play in, let's say he wants to go to Miami with Jimmy Butler, I would withstand the traffic of the Long Island Expressway and to JFK to happily drive him into the airport. I would happily drive KD to the airport if he won me a title. If he won, not me, excuse me. The Nets fan base, Brooklyn, the city. If he brought a basketball title to New York, I would happily drive him to the airport. So that's why I don't feel that bad for Raptors fans. Yeah, too bad, but you still got Siakam, who's still one of the the better players in this league. I feel bad because this is the end 
potentially the end of small markets in the NBA. You look at the last three guys that wanted that wanted trades out of the or like trades out of their out of their city. So I'm going to choose the three guys that everyone was like, "How come Danny Ainge doesn't trade for this guy?" Mm-hmm. So, or actually, even four guys: Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Every single one of them wanted to leave their small markets. Uh, or wanted to leave their markets and got traded and then left small markets. Just something along those lines. So Jimmy Butler got traded to Minnesota, wanted to leave Minnesota. Anthony or Anthony Davis wanted to leave New Orleans. Paul George got traded to OKC, was happy in OKC, wanted to resign, and then still wanted to go to LA. Kawhi uh-huh. Leonard wins a championship in Toronto, which isn't necessarily a small market. It's actually a pretty big market, but it, in in terms of uh, in terms of the NBA, it's kind of a small market. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's it's tough to get people to come play in Toronto, um, even though it seems I would much rather play there than like uh, Utah. Oh, of course. Sign me up, please. Did you see? Did you see? And and this is so underrated here. Did you see Lou Williams' interview a few weeks back where wow. they were talking about uh, Kawhi Leonard potentially joining him on the Clippers? Mm-hmm. He was. Well, like, I didn't see it. He was like, okay, so yeah, I played on, I played in Toronto, and the fan base in Toronto is awesome. Your first few months you're there, it is great. You have an entire country cheering for you and everything else. And then a few, and then like a few months in, you're gonna be like, all right, this is fun. I want to go back to America. <laughs> it was very subtle, but very like, oh, wow, okay, that's really that. That's really interesting. That's crazy. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, um, wow. Actually, this is, this is a text I just got from my man, Irvin. Uh, he said that Paul George, a report came out that Paul George cheated on Doc Rivers' daughter when they were dating back in 2014. This is a rumor. What? This is a rumor, yes. I have no, no evidence to back this up. This is a rumor that makes this Clippers season a lot more fun. <laughs> I, I don't... I don't. I don't know how much I necessarily believe that. Isn't Doc Rivers' daughter like? Oh no! Here it is on on uh, on heavy dot com. Heavy. Huh. I don't know, I don't know Wait, what that me... is, but it's it's right here. Thirty minutes ago, Paul George's awkward history with new coach Doc Rivers and his daughter. All right, maybe this is true. That could be kind of funny. We'll see. Wait, let me. Okay, um, I just googled Doc Rivers' daughter. Yeah, this okay. is uh, okay. Okay, she's not bad. Oof, hello. I don't see a picture of her, but yeah, I, I found one. She's pretty fine. Shout anyway, out to Paul George, uh, anyways, anyway, this, uh, <laughs> so this, this is definitely could be something pretty funny. But I think that considering that this was in what year did it say? Like two thousand fourteen. Yeah, yeah something tells me Doc will probably uh, find a way to put that put that in the past. Um, but yeah. I want to say one thing about the Raptors, like what you touched on with small markets which i think is really important um i tell me i'm wrong about this at least two of these three players will not be on their small market teams in in the next three years uh don mitchell uh uh uh, carl towns and devin booker um if those three guys or even two if two of those three guys are still on their teams in three years i would be almost shocked wait say those three names again donovan mitchell yeah. Carl uh, Towns and Devin Booker. I would be shocked if Carl Anthony Towns is still in the Timberwolves, and I'd be shocked if the other two were traded. Really? I think Towns is definitely going to be off. And honestly, there's there's no buzz for this yet. I think he ends up a Celtic. 
Celtics That's still, interesting. Celtics still have a, a lot of trade assets. Um, things haven't gone very well for them, but they still have it. You know uh, who's actually one of my I, – I, I'm, I'm okay. Call me insane on this, but if the Knicks are going to get a free agent or if the, Nick, the Knicks are going to get some player, some star, I think Donovan Mitchell – might have a sh- they might have a shot at Donovan Mitchell just because look it's Utah. maybe maybe but it's it won't it, it definitely it I'm definitely sorry, will Utah. not Donovan Mitchell is, I, I I don't see how he's playing in Utah in three years it's Utah that's that's fair but is he going to turn down a supermax contract when he's 26 years old okay so let's say I'm 26 years old right give me a supermax how much money how much more money would would I be making in a supermax? 80 million. 80 million. So I'd still be making like 150 million. Uh, 140. 140 million. And I would be living in Utah. And I could live in like LA or New York. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no. You'd be making making about 220 in Utah or 140 anywhere else. Okay, I can live. Okay, I would sacrifice. $80 $80 million to not live in Utah for six months of the that's year. Obs- that's obscene, and there's yes, no I way would. that would be I still no got $140 million, dollars, bro. I still got $140 million. I could do a lot with that shit. I could buy like, like, like 200 Benzes and give them all away and almost I'm, set. I'm telling you straight up right now, <laughs> if I was an NBA player, I'm going wherever someone is offering me the most money. Seriously? You're taking $80 million more to live in just bumfuck nowhere? Listen to the number you just said. <laughs> Eighty million dollars. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, personally, I haven't seen like a million dollars. Eighty million dollars for five years of your life. Okay, but these are my prime years of my life. I want to enjoy the prime years of my life. No, I still not, got one hundred forty million dollars. No, he'll get. He'll get. He'll be out at thirty-one years old. He's already married. Donovan Mitchell's married. Yes. Well, then his wife will want to get out of Utah. I'm pretty sure she'll stay in Utah <laughs> for $80 million. He doesn't even have to live there in the offseason. It's $80 million to, to live there for 42 games a year. Okay, if I'm married to an NBA player and I have to sacrifice $80 million to not live in Utah, to raise my, my kids or be married somewhere else, personally, I don't know. I'm going elsewhere. I'm sorry. Money isn't oh, everything God. in the world. All right. Anyway, we gotta get we gotta money, move on from money, that. Money, money, money isn't everything, but eighty million dollars is. All right. So, <laughs> so that's uh, I mean that that that's pretty much we had for this podcast. Basically, to to wrap it up for each team, amazing trade for the Clippers. They got two of the top seven guys in the league. Um, they're now the favorites, I think, to win the title. Lakers. Um, it sucks losing him, but at least you can fill out your roster a little bit. Uh, they overpaid for a few guys, but they're off the board. They're the, they're off the books in two years, I guess, and they are guys that can potentially be impact guys. Um, Raptors, uh, whatever, they just won a championship. It's probably time to rebuild now. I think that I think that Marcus Saul and, and Kyle Lowry become two of the most intriguing trade pieces in the league. Um, I think that Kyle Lowry is definitely someone that people should be trying to trade for. I completely agree with that. Marcus Saul's opt-in doesn't look uh, doesn't look exactly fantastic right now, but um, you know, yeah, like, like you said, it's a, it's an expiring contract. It's an to asset. be fair for Marcus Saul, I think he actually opted in thinking Kawhi was going to be there and probably yes. would have opted out if he wasn't. I, I actually completely agree with that. Because twenty six million, twenty six million is a lot for Marcus Saul, 
but he definitely could have gotten way more than that in the open market. Not per year, but but for a uh, total value. No, I agree with that. Fun fact, Seth Curry, I believe, is getting married to Doc Rivers' daughter. So Paul George missed out. That's not Steph Curry, yeah. Seth Curry. This is Mr. Steal Your Girl. Wow, okay. Take that, Paul George. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. um, Anyway, uh, there's, there's... There's definitely, this is going to be an intriguing next few weeks, and it would not shock me if Gasol, Lowry, Westbrook, and Steven Adams are all traded, and these are all guys with value, all guys that teams should potentially be looking at, especially Lowry and Gasol being expiring contracts. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yes, we'll we will. See. I'm and, excited. And, we, got an, <laughs> we got more content coming up for the scores, Hive, uh, soon enough. You know, we still got to break down Jimmy Butler, Hassan Whiteside, you know. We have a ton more to break down in upcoming episodes. Eventually, towards the end of the summer, we'll be, we'll be giving a uh, season preview to each NBA team, kind of what we expect. Um, here's my spoiler for the, uh, for the Charlotte Hornets. Um, here's what to expect. Expect about 25 shots per game from Terry Rozier and a miserable season. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you for listening to this week's episode of the scores table. We hope you enjoyed. It was a pretty much entirely Kawhi Leonard centric episode, but it was, it was fun. Nonetheless, uh, if my you enjoyed for, <laughs> my preview for the, my preview for the Hornets is <laughs> Mitch Kupchak will drink a bottle of Smirnoff every game. <laughs> oh man, he'll take a shot for every shot Rozier takes. Oh man. So yes, yeah, so if you if you enjoyed, uh, leave, leave us a good rating, review, subscribe. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. See you later.